Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have our usual Friday look at grain markets, which seem to be moving mostly sideways for the week. Nutrient provides an outlook on fertilizer demand for spring seeding. The House of Commons pays tribute to farmers this week. Wednesday was Agriculture Day in Canada. Real Agriculture discusses inflation and interest rates this year. The farm weather's in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. There was a lot of sideways trading this week in the major grain markets. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Bacallo says canola was down about $1 per metric ton this week, while spring wheat futures were up about $0.03 cents a bushel. Well, Jim, it's been a pretty sideways week here for some of the grains on the March canola front. We're down approximately $1 a ton. We are gaining most of that back here this week. Again, we are up about $5, sitting at eight twenty-nine a ton on the March. On the Minneapolis wheat front, we're up approximately $0.03 cents a bushel on the week. Today, we are up about two and a half cents, sitting at nine dollars and thirty two and three quarters cents. So a couple of things to definitely watch. The first thing is that there has been a surge in the u s dollar higher, and that is definitely affecting some of these grain markets right now. But however, for wheat, the dry conditions are really more of the story here right now. The five day forecast models show very dry weather for Kansas, Oklahoma, northern Texas. The six to ten day forecast models do show above normal precipitation for the northern plains and also for the southern Midwest, but rains are really uncertain for southwestern Kansas and kind of those areas like I mentioned. So seeing again some a little bit of momentum potentially on the wheat side of things with the Chicago wheat, we did get close to that $8 a bushel earlier this week on the March. It did test that and then declined. However, Minneapolis, and if we do see a breakout here above around this 940 area, we could see a nice rally potentially from a chart perspective. And then when I'm looking at the canola side of things, there is still a lot of uncertainty for production in 
Argentina, and that's really supporting the soybean market. So for Argentina growing areas, a front did move through on Thursday, producing some widespread showers for the northern areas of the country, but actually only light showers for the main growing areas. So after the next couple of days here, it will be at least a week of dryness and temperatures will be cooler, but the lack of moisture continues to be a major concern for corn and soybeans. And, and I do think that is actually supporting those markets and in turn, in turn canola here in the short term. So the price outlook next week and beyond? Well, next week and the next couple of weeks, we are seeing the the March futures come off the board for a lot of the commodities here. Uh, and so that's where we could see, especially for canola, we've seen in the past some funny things happen come into expiration. The May contract is already the kind of more actively traded one. So that's where we might see some rolling of contracts and, and different positioning here over the next kind of week or so. Adam Piccolo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalley on 620 CKRM. A senior executive with Nutrient Ag Solutions is confident North American farmers will be buying fertilizer to maximize 2023 production. While higher fertilizer prices dented demand last summer, a decline in prices during the fall did not boost demand as much as anticipated. Analysts believe some farmers are waiting for pricing trends to stabilize. Mark Thompson is Nutrient's Chief Commercial Officer. This is from yesterday's fourth quarter earnings conference call. We do see strong grower demand coming, but really there is this cautious approach because of price volatility that's delayed some of that purchasing. And assuming that uh, we do see strong fundamentals emerge, we'll put uh, a strain on the supply chain. Our uh, terminal network and distribution assets as it relates to potash are really unparalleled in the North American market. So we are set up very well to deliver when that spring demand breaks. I think the same would be true from a nitrogen standpoint. In nitrogen, uh, the channel is probably about average purchases relative to historical levels, but again, we have seen some grower caution. Our network is positioned uh, to meet that demand. Jeff Tarsi is the president of Global Ag Retail with Nutrien Ag Solutions. No, we're sitting a bit below where we would historically be on inventories and we'd have to go through it by product, uh, particularly with potash. When I look at the fundamentals and what I think what's going to be demand-driven, I go back first to prepay in the fourth quarter. We had very strong prepay uh, from our customer base. If I look at our seed book today, our seed book is very strong as well. So what I'm absolutely convinced of is, you know, we're going to plant a big crop globally. Tarsi notes Nutrient Ag Solutions keeps tabs on soil test results. We've got an ability to look in and see what these soil fertility levels look like. If I look at a, at a product like potash, I see about 40% of those tests that say we're below some standard of where we need to be in order to maximize yields. So we anticipate a lot of buying for the spring, and we could have some supply chain constraints if product doesn't start moving. And from my perspective within our retail organization, I feel strongly because we've invested very heavily in our supply chain, but growers just been a little bit slower in a lower cost environment to come in and commit, particularly as it relates to nutritional. The previous comments were from Nutrient's fourth quarter earnings conference call yesterday. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. 
Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. For Real Agriculture, I'm Kelvin Hepner. The former governor of the Bank of Canada says he expects inflation will drop much quicker than most are expecting. And to go with that, real interest rates will remain low in the long term. Stephen Pelos shared his economic outlook at the Crop Connect conference in Winnipeg on Wednesday. And uh, we caught up with him after his keynote asked him to expand on why he sees interest rates remaining low in the longer term. Bearing in mind that I'm talking about the inflation-adjusted interest rate, it's a really important distinction, as I made on the stage, uh, because uh, in, in, a, in most economist models, that real rate of interest is roughly equal to the global rate of growth, right? possibly adjusted for productivity changes which can be different country to country and so what that means is if if the rate of growth in the global economy is trending down because we're producing fewer workers which which we are then then so will the real rate of interest but of course it starts the story at a very low place it's popped up right now uh, but that's a bit of a cycle going on so once it settles down my guess is it'll be low and possibly gently trending downwards, maybe not meaningfully, it'll just be low. Um, Nominal interest rates, a whole other matter, because we got inflation pressures or inflation risk and those rates will fluctuate, especially in the bond market. That's what they do. They overreact to everything. That real rate is in it, what is what is low to you, or what is normal is is negative. Real rate, well, where I would expect everything to settle, to be honest, is something like around one percent real. So, you know, maybe even a little below that, and so that you know you've got two and a half to three percent nominal. That's kind of normal with two percent inflation. So that's how you put a frame around it. And uh, if if the if I'm right, then over the next five to ten years, that that rate just ticks down maybe 0.1 or 0.2 per year. It's not fast. It's not a lot. It's just that it's nothing to push it up until there's a major change in demographics. Well, I think we've lived through the big change in demographics. So they were low in the 50s and 60s. And real interest rates shot up for the 70s and 80s. And like the person said, you know, for 40 years, it's been coming down. Well, that's because the baby ball boom is, that's how long it is. And we're on the tail end. It should look almost the same. And, and I think so far it's, it's pretty close to what's happening. Wiggles around it, of course. Pelos also talked about uh, the challenge of managing an economy, managing inflation, and all the different economic conditions and parameters as a central bank governor using just one tool in the toolbox, that being interest rates. So I know people think of it as kind of like an engineering exercise. You got all that, and you got this one thing, and you just turn a dial a little bit, and then it, you know, it's warp six or whatever, right? Uh, but in fact, it's it's a risk management exercise. It's like, oh my goodness, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. So try to measure that for me. You know, you send, the economists go out and they try to understand things that they, that they that don't look right. And is it permanent or is it transitory? Like all those kinds of judgments. And then you're there saying, well, if I if I do this, 
I'm reducing the risks over here, and those are the ones that matter the most to me right now. I'm, you know, I'm sorry, I can't manage all these risks, but like right now, if inflation doesn't get under control, that's my biggest risk, right? This is like, you measure this in generations. We haven't had this since the 70s, so we gotta get that, right? And so that, that would have you saying, well, I don't know this, that, or the other thing, but it means I got to do this because I know that at least makes me feel comfortable that I'm handling that most important risk. And the other risks, if they happen, I know how to deal with them. It'll take me months, but I'll get it done, right? So we think of it as more like piloting. I don't have an agricultural equivalent, but anyway, when you're, you're, you're driving a, or steering a ship in the the waves are this way, the wind is that way, and you got sails, and you're you, so you got to steer more to the right because you're going off course. You know, net effects. It's it's like that. This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri weather forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, six twenty CKRM. The Real Agriculture Report has been brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today, 60% chance of flurries, wind northwest 20, gusting to 40. The high today, minus 2. We've already passed that. It's minus 1 right now. The low is minus 15. Saturday, partly cloudy, wind southeast 20, becoming light near noon. The high minus 4 tomorrow, the low minus 15. Sunday, cloudy, high minus 6, 60% chance of evening flurries. Sunday, the low minus 6. Monday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 5, the low minus 20. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 20, the low minus 28. Wednesday, sunny, the high minus 22, the low minus 29. Thursday, sunny, the high minus 22 degrees. Normal high for this date is minus 6, the normal low minus 18. The sun rose at 8.07 this morning, it sets at 6.18 tonight. And currently around the province, the hot spot right now is yellow grass in the southeast corner at plus one. The cold spot, Stony Rapids up north at minus 28. Estevan is minus one, Saskatoon minus four. Swift Current minus two, Weyburn zero, Yorkton minus three. Regina cloudy and minus one, that's 30 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 27. Humidity is 83%, the barometer rising 101.3. Cloudy and Moose Jaw plus one, winds are from the west at 31, gusting to 44. Once again, Regina, cloudy and minus one, that's 30 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best.
The House of Commons was awash in positive comments about farmers and livestock producers on Wednesday. Members of each party stood to heap praise on Canada's agricultural industry on the 7th annual Canadian Ag Day. Francis Druin is the Deputy Agriculture Minister. 2.1 million jobs in Canada depend on our industry and it all starts with the farm. As the saying goes, no farmers, no food, no future. Now more than ever, let's support them in their effort to sequester carbon, to protect biodiversity, to reduce emissions while at the same time increasing yields and protect farm livelihood. So today, let's acknowledge all those who make up Canada's innovative, vibrant and forward-thinking agricultural industry. Happy Canadian Agricultural Day. And next up was the NDP's agriculture critic, Alastair McGregor. Mr. Speaker, today is Canada's Agriculture Day and I want to take this opportunity to recognize and thank the amazing and hardworking people who produce such an amazing abundance of food and drink in Canada. This is a day to showcase the innovative ways our agriculture and agri-food sectors are confronting the challenges of food production in the 21st century. Food matters and its journey from the farm to the factory to the fork is an important topic of discussion. This is especially true when so so many Canadians are struggling to feed their families and so many farmers are struggling with debt while corporate grocery chains are making record profits. My NDP colleagues and I are committed to taking on those corporate profits and reinstating fairness for both farmers and consumers. Let's raise a fork to the food we love and the people who produce it as the NDP's critic for agriculture and food price inflation and on behalf of the entire NDP caucus, happy Agriculture Day. And then came this passionate speech from the Tories agriculture critic and Foothills MP, John Barlow. Well, I want to take this opportunity to wish all of our farmers, our ranchers, our processors and our producers a happy Canadian Agriculture Day. It is so important that you understand the role that Canadian agribusinesses and agriculture play in bringing together farmers and consumers about the importance of this industry. It's all, we all have a role to play in educating Canadians about where their food comes from, why we do it, how we do it, and the fact that we do it better than anyone else in the world. Whether they wear coveralls or a lab coat, those who work in this industry are world leaders in innovation, sustainability, and efficiency. On this Canadian Agriculture Day, now more than ever, our Canadian farm families need a partner, an advocate. As Conservatives, we understand to unleash the full potential of Canadian agriculture, it must be environmentally and economically sustainable. So no matter where you are in the world tonight, when you sit down with your friends and family and have a meal, thank those who worked so hard to put that quality food on our tables. Happy Canadian Agriculture Day. That's Foothills MP John Barlow, originally from Yorkton and Regina. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Canada's Agriculture Day was celebrated, as we said, on Wednesday this week. Farm Credit Canada hosted a conference in Ottawa called the Future of Food Conference. FCC Senior Industry Relations Manager Darlene McBain says the conference was an interesting event. Canada's Agriculture Day is really a day to celebrate the industry and celebrate the food and the people that grow the food in our country. And, and you know, we have so much to be proud of in Canada 
We have a really strong, you know, reputation of putting food on dinner tables from coast to coast across our country to feed Canadians, but also help feed the world. And, you know, we really do this with a a good reputation of being, you know, a very ethical and reliable and sustainable supplier of food. And so the day is all about celebrating, celebrating this industry and the people that bring food to our table. Farm Credit Canada hosted Future Food Conference during Ag Day. What were some of the key takeaways from that conference? So the key takeaways, Jim, you know, after that conference, well, first of all, maybe I'd like to tell you that the uh, theme for that that conference was around innovation. And it was innovation in agriculture and food in our country. And, you know, it's something that we've been hearing a lot, all of us have been hearing a lot about lately is innovation. And and as the world around us is, is changing, it's forcing industries like ours to adapt and to change. And, and we are at a turning point and there's many complexities that the world is facing and, and our industry, agriculture and food production, is facing. And, and to be able to seize the opportunities to continue to feed Canadians and people from around the world, we have a great opportunity in our Canadian and agriculture landscape here in Canada where we can really do much more to be able to take a, a, a leadership position to be able to feed the world. And, and it's through innovation that we believe is a big part of that. And so the conference, we had speakers from all across the value chain telling their stories of how their organizations or how they have innovated and sharing those stories about innovation. And, and it was really a, an inspiring day because it really brought together key leaders from across the value chain into one room to be able to discuss, have the opportunity to share how we see as as an industry the future of food and what this industry can do to be able to innovate and really seize future opportunities to become that leader in feeding the world. You had some interesting guests. You had everything from McCain Foods, Nestle Canada, to the Chief Cadmus Delorme of Cowess' First Nation and 4C Farms. Absolutely. We had wonderful guest speakers attending this conference, varied from, like you just mentioned, you know, representation from all across the value chain and very diverse speakers that brought different perspectives from where they're sitting within the food value chain and their experience with producing food in Canada and and what their organizations do to uh, help advance innovation within their organizations and from their position. Darlene McBain is the Senior Industry Relations Manager for Regina-based FCC. Grocery stores and supermarkets will need to adjust for younger generations. Heather Thomas is the Executive Director of the Alberta School of Business Centre for Cities and Communities. She told the Ag Awareness Summit in Saskatoon Wednesday that Generation Z is not a big fan of checkouts. Humans in general still prefer shopping in person. Without a doubt, especially the younger people want to shop in person. But grocery is an interesting one because a lot of people actually don't enjoy the experience of grocery shopping. So they want a better experience. Checkout is a good example. They hate it. So if we can get figure out a way, and there's lots of different ways to do it, remove the checkout experience and people will shop in person. A handful of Amazon-owned Whole Foods stores in the United States have the technology where you put the groceries in your cart, and when you're done, there's no checkout. So you just go into the store, it knows that you're there, and when you take something off of a shelf, it charges your phone, you put it back, it takes it off, and then you just leave. 
There's no checkout experience. And so they can utilize the square footage in a more productive way so you don't have to have the checkout counters. You just leave. Is that coming to Canada at all? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So what we're going to see is either a smart cart solution where people can use a cart, use your phone and shop. So again, you just don't have the checkout experience. That technology exists. There's no reason why it shouldn't be coming to Canada. My prediction, like a Heather hot take, I would think in the next 10 to 15 years, we won't have checkouts anymore. Thomas says younger generations are more environmentally conscious and prefer product packaging with less waste. So whether it is going to be legislation or consumer driven, companies have to figure out the right packaging. So it has to be effective in terms of what it's communicating. It also has to look really nice and it has to be either biodegradable or recyclable or something like that because consumers are becoming more aware and now they have the ability to demand that from their food producers. And she had some other comments. Think about the cardboard that the box, like that, that your supplies are coming in and your food delivery, especially the food ones, those are insulated cardboard boxes. So they're even more packaging that we actually have to figure out what to do with. And right now, the municipalities are bearing most of that cost. And it's not the other way around. So I predict that in the next coming years, that, that cost will be put onto the consumer. If you want those packages brought directly to you, you're going to have to pay for that. Heather Thomas is the executive director of the Alberta School of Business Center for Cities and Communities. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tommen has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tommen in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement in early trading. Durham gained $1.84 at $4.51.77. Canola rose $0.90 cents at $8.12.52. Yellow peas went up $3.67 at $4.63.55. One red spring wheat increased $2.97 at $4.20.09. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley $3.67.58. Chickpeas $10.58.22. Flax $6.36.98. Lentils $7.04. 50 oats 229.32 and feed wheat 289.56 on the minneapolis grain exchange hard red spring wheat for march went up one cent at 931 and a quarter cent a bushel it's the livestock reports on the voice of saskatchewan 620 ckrm the livestock quotes are brought to you by the weyburn livestock exchange call weyburn 842-4574 and now the latest livestock quotes this is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw, 1,586 on Tuesdays, February 14th. Sale these light grass heifers, maybe two to six stronger. The light grass steers and the heavier calves, they sold steady. The cow market looked steady to last week. Here's what happened that Tuesday. We sold 33 mixed steers, 451 at 338 and 50. 61 red and black steers, 588 at 31675. 53 red and black steers, 769 at 266 and 75. Into the heifers, the red and black heifers weighed them five and a quarter. They bring 271 and a quarter. 71 town heifers, 598 at 253. 681 towns at 243 and 50. And we sold 106 black heifers, one drag, 593 at 252. Into the cows on Thursday, the good, big, strong, grain-fed cows, 98 to a dollar, say eight. 
sales to a dollar ten and fifty. The medium cows they fed once eighty two to ninety six, and the Shelly cows are being discounted from that market. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices one hundred ninety dollars forty five cents per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. University of Saskatchewan's Vaccine and Infectious Disease Organization was invited to join an elite group of biocontainment facilities, the only one from outside of the United States, and was unanimously accepted. The Research Alliance for Veterinary Science and Biodefense Network includes Vito and 18 other biocontainment facilities and is headquartered at Texas A&M University. Vito's Director of Business Development, Dr. Paul Hodgson, says there will be meetings in the near future to explore opportunities for Vito and the University of Saskatchewan to partner with this network. A key part of the focus is on livestock and wildlife. Vito is Canada's Centre for Pandemic Research which includes a vaccine manufacturing facility, a level 3 biocontainment facility, and is working on upgrades to become containment level 4, which is the highest level possible. On the markets, the TSX is down 106 points at 20,500. The Dow has fallen 27 points to 33,669. Oil has gone down 218 at 76.56 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.20 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farm. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.